Let's talk about some free agents that the Cowboys could take a look at during Super Bowl 56. Free agents from the Rams and the Bengals that could interest the Cowboys next offseason. Guys, thank you for joining me on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you for being here. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some more Super Bowl stuff, but we will tie it together with the Dallas Cowboys. The reason why is I really cannot wait to get into the Super Bowl, and maybe this is a way to discuss it, but while in the meantime, we're also talking about the Dallas Cowboys. And maybe on Thursday night, we can dive into Super Bowl 56 a little bit more in depth. Also, as every Wednesday, we have one cool thing of the week. So later on the show, I will ask you for yours. Thank you, people. Thank you for joining ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Make sure as you join the stream, make sure that you smash the like button if you are watching on Facebook. YouTube or Twitter, let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I, I think this should be a fun show. I think we will have some fun, some players that the Cowboys could maybe target in free agency. And I will tell you right away that these are not very high profile players. So maybe we're not going to discuss, obviously, we're not going to discuss Von Miller. We're not going to talk about Jesse Bates even who is expected to be a top 15 free agent in the NFL, safety for the Cincinnati Bengals. So we'll talk about a, a few low-profile players that, are, that, hey, they maybe have a place with the Dallas Cowboys in free agency. And you guys know that the Dallas Cowboys do not sign, you know, star name free agents. They usually get maybe depth players, rotational players, Samuel Rose says, no Bone Miller, I'm out. Just kidding. Shout out to Samuel. Thank you for being in the YouTube chat. What is up, Burner account, Asmodeus? Shout out to Kenneth Fraser over there in the Facebook chat. We should bring in Hayden Hurst, says Joseph Logan. That would be an interesting addition by the Cowboys for sure. Uh, Martin says, what is up? Thank you for being here as well. Peter Rizzo. Burner account says, who are discount bargained bin players we might be able to afford? Hey, listen, that's that's how it is with the Dallas Cowboys. This is their team philosophy. I know it sucks at times. And you take a look at the Super Bowl and you kind of figure out that these are two teams with very different approaches than the one that the Dallas Cowboys have to building their own team. On one side, you've got the Bengals, who are maybe on more of the traditional side of things in the NFL, but you also take a look at their defense, and this is a Bengals team that has put together a defense without a lot of homegrown talent, as they call it. So maybe Jesse Bates is their guy. The rest of them, most of them are players that have come from elsewhere, including one that we'll discuss, who was with the New York Giants originally. And then on the other side, you've got the Rams, who you cannot hate maybe the Cowboys for not being the Rams in terms of their, their team-building approach because none of the other 31 teams in the NFL have done something similar. No first-round draft picks since 2016. And even going back to 2016, that guy was Jared Goff who is the quarterback that they traded away to get back into the Super Bowl. So, hey, Martin says, 
it, the, the, the Cowboys team building approach doesn't suck at times that it sucks all of the time. And hey, I, I understand where that is coming from. Ryan, what is up? Let's see. Yes, that's why they're in the Super Bowl mode. LOL says burner account. Uh, trade Amari, says Samuel Rowe. This is um, uh, Samuel's idea. Trade Amari to the Jets for their pick and take Cal Hamilton. Everything will be forgiven. Well, there you go. There, there, the, the chat is always filled with ideas. What is up, Matt? Thank you for joining the show. What is up? Thank you for being here. Well, how about we start this show officially? We'll skip the video intro for tonight. What is up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys content, for more Mavericks content as well. And also, as you join the stream, remember to hit the like button. It helps us grow the channel. It helps us grow the Dallas community that we have going on right here and share the stream. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, we appreciate it a lot. Thank you, guys. Tonight, we'll talk about a few free agents And I, I wanted to get into the Super Bowl, but I wanted to get into it in a Dallas Cowboys kind of way. So what we will do is to open up the show. We'll talk about three free agents from these teams that will be going at it on Sunday over at SoFi Stadium. And then in the Just for Fun section, we'll talk about players, positions, and units that maybe we would want to steal away from them and implement into the Dallas Cowboys And I, I, I will talk more about that a bit later on the show. But hey, right off the bat, one free agent, and this one is from the LA Rams. And some of these might be controversial because, for example, the number one player that I was thinking about is a, an offensive guard, but one that plays over at the right side. So obviously, if the Cowboys end up signing him, They would have to ask him to move over to the left side as they already have Zach Martin. But number one is offensive guard Austin Corbett. He plays with the LA Rams. He's a right guard. Again, he wouldn't have to switch positions for the Cowboys. I think that is something that he could do. Uh, he has had a rocky career start or he had a rocky career start when he was with the Cleveland Browns. He has improved though clearly with the LA Rams and you take a look at Austin Corbett and it doesn't look it doesn't seem as if he has a particular weakness he's a balanced player he is not a clear-cut improvement right he, he isn't this player that will come in to be a pro bowler offensive guard for the Cowboys but if Dallas says you know what I want to address the position Before the NFL draft, I don't want to risk Zion Johnson not being there at 24th. I don't want to risk Kenyon Green from Texas A&M not being there on the board when we are on the clock in April. Austin Corbett is one of these players that I believe could interest the Dallas Cowboys. And the Rams have been willing to, you know, part ways with key offensive linemen that have been part of their success. They have trusted their ability to find more talent 
and maybe to, you know, rebuild their offensive line consistently. PFF's projection is that Corbett will land a four-year, $9.25 million annual salary per year. That is Austin Corbett. He would be number one on my list. I think he would be a very nice addition for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know about the price tag. I don't know if the price tag, you know, puts him away from the Cowboys' aspirations, especially because he is not this super proven player. But he is very balanced, and I believe that he's an overall good player, and I would expect him to be better than Connor McGovern and Connor Williams, even if he makes the switch to the left side of the offensive line. Matt Owen asks in the YouTube chat, Jesse Bates, maybe the safety for the Cincinnati Bengals? I like, I like Jesse Bates a lot, but I did promise at the beginning of the video that I was going to, you know, look for players that were not very costly. And I don't know. I just, maybe I have given up with my hopes of the Cowboys signing a, <laughs> a costly safety. Maybe that's my pessimism working against me. So, you know, I, I decided to leave Jesse Bates off this list. However, hey, if the Dallas Cowboys are interested in Bates, I'm all for it because he is a very talented safety and he has been one of the biggest reasons for the Bengals' defensive success. Interesting note, says Matt Owen, the price tag for Corbett is also what PFF projects Connor Williams will get in the free agency. Hey, key fact from Matt Owen a fact that I actually had completely missed. I like that. I like that note. That is interesting. Connor Williams, he, he seems like the kind of guy that will get more money elsewhere than the Cowboys fan base would expect because we're done with Connor Williams and, and we are quite sure that, or, or at, at least we feel a little bit certain that the Cowboys will not be bringing back Connor Williams but since he's this guy that can start and he can be a solid starter, solid meaning average, maybe the Cowboys could be, in, uh, maybe a lot of NFL teams will be interested in Connor Williams. Let's see. Yes, says Elio Varela. What is up? Thank you for joining the show. Elio Varela says, yes, we need offensive line as fast as possible. Ryan Doyle says, I started my yearly NFL draft scouting, and I really like that offensive tackle. Oh, Ikwonru from NC State. He's a true molar and has a lot of pancake knockdown blocks. What do you think, guys? What do you think? Will Is he projected maybe to be available at 24th? What happens first? Says Burner account. <laughs> Dallas wins a Super Bowl. Or Dogecoin hits $1. <laughs> well, hey, I'm not a believer in Dogecoin. So I will say Dallas wins a Super Bowl. That not, not necessarily meaning that I expect them to do so anytime soon. By the way, next week, I have a topic that I want to touch on with you guys. Just in the overall conversation or of a, a way too early look into 2022. But... Do we feel better or worse? Do we feel like the Cowboys will be better or worse than the Cowboys in 2021? So we'll talk about that next weekend. Uh, next week, excuse me, 
and we'll get into some details that I want to touch on on that show. But for tonight, let's stick to the free agents. A question for you, do you agree or disagree that the Cowboys should target? Yeah, and I also think that by Matt, I think that Iquono is this offensive tackle that might actually end up being drafted as the number one overall drafting. I'm kidding. Like Evan Neal is the number one guy, but if but but every time that we get closer and closer to the NFL draft, especially at positions like offensive tackle, these moves seem like they're possible, right? Like the offensive tackle that has been ranked number two the entire draft process. When you get into that draft week, you start hearing rumors that the order might be actually a little bit different than the media thinks and all of that. So I wouldn't rule that out either. Anyways, do you agree or disagree that the Cowboys should target an offensive center in free agency? The question stemming from the fact that Tyler Vyadish has not been a surefire starter for the Cowboys. He might not be the long-term answer for the team, but he also has been decent enough for it to not feel like a priority. So do you agree or disagree that the Cowboys should target an offensive center in free agency? Why am I bringing offensive centers up? Because Brian Allen from the LA Rams, another offensive lineman, is one of the players that I would be looking at. He is a player that maybe is a questionable pass blocker when asked to pass protect for long periods of time. Maybe he has had some issues with the Rams. But Brian Allen, this has been his best season to date. 2021 has been sort of a breakout season for Allen. He, of course, being a Rams blocker, when when run blocking, he excels. Maybe not excels. Excel might be a strong word. But he is a strong zone blocking offensive lineman. Maybe could interest the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, no one would feel great about signing a player who is a questionable pass blocker. But we got to think in terms of, you know, Tyler Biotic. Is he an upgrade or not over Biotic? So let's see. Agreed, says Joseph Logan. Matt Owen says agreed. Peter Rizzo also agrees. Burner account making the clear distinction saying, should they? Yes. But will they? Probably not. Burner account, not the most optimistic one of, of the primetime community. However, he does bring some important balance into this entire show. Kenneth Fraser, I agree. Team Hall, however, disagrees. Uh, Ryan Doyle, our main focus is, dra is drafting offensive linemen in the draft. This is a heavy O-line draft. Matt Owen, there are eight centers currently projected to hit free agency that are better than Tyler right now, says Matt Owen. And you know the Cowboys, like... They might not be interested in signing high-profile players, but they maybe do not shy away from signing some of these bad players that are maybe not as costly. So, hey, maybe we're being optimistic tonight on primetime, but I do feel like one of these offensive linemen will be, will be at least in the conversation. Of course, what is he asking? Uh, PFS projection, excuse me, is three years, $7.25 million per year. This is PFF's projection, not an official number or anything like that, but the Rams, two offensive linemen that are set to hit 
free agency. But enough about the offensive line and enough about the Rams as well. The Bengals have a free agent that interests me and I believe should interest the Dallas Cowboys. Just last night, we were talking about some under-the-radar free agents for Dallas, and we were talking about the defensive tackle position. We mentioned Carlos Watkins. We mentioned Brent Irvin as well. How about B.J. Hill with the Cincinnati Bengals? And this guy is a defensive tackle that actually picked off Patrick Mahomes last weekend. But this is not recency bias at work. This is a good player. He's a tree technique. We haven't seen enough from him because he was with the Giants originally. And then he was traded for offensive lineman Billy Price, who was a center. And he has had sort of a breakout season with the Bengals. He has not been this full-time every down starter. I believe that his snap count is near 40%. But this guy is an above average run defender. He has no missed games since 2018. So he has proven to be durable. And I do believe that the Cowboys need to address their depth at defensive tackle. I like Neville Gallimore. I like Oza. I hope that they bring back Carlos Watkins. But if they're looking for outside free agents, I would like B.J. Hill. And he's a tree technique. So maybe the fact that he is not a nose tackle could, you know, push the Cowboys towards actually making a sign like this. PFS projection, three-year deal, $8.75 million per year. Bring on the whole Rams team to Dallas, says Martin. Why not? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. If we, if we could change it straight up, maybe we would. <laughs> uh, very quick first step and has gotten better every year, says Burner Account. He has gotten better, better every year. And this is a guy that, as we were saying, this is the season in which he has had the most opportunity to play and he has, for sure, really making the most of it. So I like B.J. Hill. Not a very expensive defensive tackle. Those are the three free agents that I believe, hey, the Cowboys could be interested in when looking at the Super Bowl teams that are going to be battling out on Sunday in the Super Bowl 56. And by the way, Gregory says he would be a good signing might be my favorite one. Like I mentioned that my number one guy was maybe Austin Corvette, but I do like BJ Hill a lot and he could be a close second. I would love to see BJ Hill with the Cowboys. Joseph Logan says, if we get him, draft Jordan Davis. Those two would complement very well. Uh, Burner account says, I would give up 10 first round picks to trade Jerry Jones and his son away. Uh, Manny Rocha says, we don't need used merchandise, merchandise, excuse me, but don't we? Don't the Cowboys? I, I think that, hey, if we're talking about the players, like, as in, you know, in that aspect, I don't know. I think that, hey, the Cowboys would benefit a lot from actually investing in free agency. I think, I don't expect them to change their free agency philosophy. I really don't. I don't think that I have given up. I, I think that I have given up expecting the Cowboys to sign big names. But these three guys are not big names. So got to include Rowdy <laughs> in that trade package. 
says Matt Owen. City Mac, oh, look at that. We have a new name for Stevie Mac. City Mac 23, hit that like button and share the stream. Shout out to Stevie Mac. I, hey, I cannot, I cannot even change your name. Like I'm used to saying Stevie Mac. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Uh, Chuck says, all players are used from college or high school. Anyways, moving on to the next topic. And staying with these Super Bowl squads, this is more of a weirder question, maybe. But what I'm trying to get to on tonight's show is maybe not necessarily lessons that we need to learn, that the Cowboys need to learn from the Bengals and the Rams, but more of a, think of it as a draft. If there is one thing that you could steal from the Bengals or the Rams, And I will make this a rule, however, no quarterbacks and no head coaches, because maybe that would make it quite easy. Like everyone would take Sean McVay and replace Mike McCarthy with Sean McVay. But which player slash unit slash other would just steal from the LA Rams? Let's start with the Rams. You can get as creative as you want with this question. Which player slash unit slash other would you steal from the LA Rams no quarterbacks and no head coaches that is the only rule that I had to put in place because I'm sure that most people would have said just Sean McVay right off the bat burner account says ownership <laughs> burner account always going at Jerry Jones always going at Stephen Jones and I love it oh City Mac actually With quite a bit of a you know obvious answer as well. City Mac goes with Aaron Donald. If you asked me what the correct answer is, that would be it. To me, Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in football. And I know, you know, how Lawrence Taylor has this whole entire story around him that protects him as the greatest defensive player to ever play. But Aaron Donald, by the time his career is over, you know, he will be in the conversation at the very least. Joseph Logan, Aaron Donald, Team Hall says both team owners. Let's see. Martin goes with the only lesson that the Cowboys can learn from the Rams and the Bengals is not to have a hard-headed owner like Jerry Jones. Charles Miller says Ramsey, Galen Ramsey, shot down. One of, I think that Ramsey is one of those shot down cornerbacks in the league, in my opinion, Number one in the NFL. Kenneth Fraser says Ramsey. <laughs> Burner account says that he's saying ownership because he goes at the source of the issue. <laughs> I love it. All right. My answer, and I will try to be, you know, I will try to go with some original answers here to not repeat some of the answers that you guys have given in the chat. But I, I once again, I will say I believe that the correct answer might be might be Aaron Donald in terms of players. But I will say the soundness and the dominance of the running, the running scheme that the Rams use. So outside zone, right? The Rams and Sean McVay has always been wearing that label around that he is an outside zone, a wide zone kind of head coach and his offensive scheme. That has changed in recent years, maybe in the last couple of years, that has changed for the most part. However, 
if you're facing the Rams and some of the things that maybe we'll see actually on Sunday with the Super Bowl, the Bengals, by now you have heard about it. They started dropping eight versus Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. And that worked out quite well for them. But if they do that versus the Rams on Sunday, then the Rams will just go back to their roots and start running wide zone and start being super effective against the light boxes that the Bengals would be presenting to them. And it doesn't really matter when they need to go back to those roots, when they need to, you know, step back for a moment and say, screw everything, we'll go back to white zone and running outside zone runs. And it, it works for them. Being that sound in a running scheme, that is what I would like to steal from the Rams and implement right back into the Cowboys. We were, we were trying to, to talk about Kellen Moore on Sunday night, and we were talking about him being a play collector and maybe that the Cowboys didn't have something to fall back on. The dom do Dominating a running scheme like the Rams do outside zone would be that, I believe, for, for the Cowboys. Mac Bay, run to daylight. Kellen Moore, run into a brick wall, says Matt Owen. The difference between the two running schemes. That is exactly right. Exactly right. Ryan Doyle says, come on, Dallas has the best defensive player in the NFL, and his name is Micah Parsons. I love Parsons. I don't know if I can give him that title yet, though. I really don't, just because I love Aaron Donald as well. Uh, really <laughs> release Jerry's emails. Oh my God. Let's see. Devontae Griffin says, who would you sign back? Let's see. Now let's do the Bengals. Let's flip it around and let's do the Bengals, which player unit slash other would you steal from the Cincinnati Bengals and implement it to the Dallas Cowboys? Again, the one rule no quarterbacks, and no head coaches. Let me get a, a sip of water real quick because I don't know what, what's going on. Out of nowhere, my throat started going dry. <laughs> Martin Diaz says, borrow, you see, but no quarterbacks. Because just like I knew that people were going to go with Sean McVay with the Rams, I, I knew people were going to go with Joe Burrow. So no quarterback and no head coaches. What player unit other would you steal from the Cincinnati Bengals? Peter Rizzo says, Bengals kicker. Burner account says, ownership again. Mike Brown knew how to get out of the way. Let's see. Jamar Chase is Matt Owen. Man, Jamar Chase has been so fun to watch. Joseph also goes with Jamar Chase. Uh, CD Max says, Jesse Bates, though. He's actually a free agent in a few weeks. We were sort of discussing him a bit earlier on the show. I decided to leave him off the three free agents that I was talking about because I think he will be a, a, you know, demanding more money than the Cowboys are going to be willing to, to give him. Owen says, actually, just their discipline. Bengals were the least penalized team in the league. Mixon says, Team Hall. No, Nixon, uh, the Bengals owner who stopped meddling says, Chuck. Jerry Jones is getting it today in the chat. The chat is going after Jerry Jones. Chase gets targets. Kenneth Fraser says, uh, Chase, 
Joseph went with Joe Mixon. Gregory, Dallas has to stop committing 19 penalties a game if they ever want to win. All right, so my answer, my answer as to what I would like to steal from the Bengals is their defensive adaptability. And I know that the, we don't have a lot of complaints about the Cowboys' defense in 2021 because they clearly exceeded expectations, but they did, you know, lived and died by man-to-man -man coverage. They were one of the teams in the league that used the most man-to-man -man coverage, and I love that. I actually think that if you can run man-to-man, -man, then you're in a good spot if you can do it at a high level, and the Cowboys did in 2021. But I also think that, for example, there were a lot of more, let's say, bigger issues in the 49ers' loss, but one of the things that happened is that the Cowboys were forced to play zone versus the 49ers because you cannot be running man-to-man -man all of all game long when the Rams when the 49ers can just run the football and take advantage of your cornerbacks turning away from the football and all of that. The Bengals, they are not a star, they're not a defense filled with star players. They're not a defense that live and die with one defensive scheme. They were actually a team, and this is from The Athletic, and I love this stat. They played more over 100 snaps of the following coverages. Cover one, single high, safety, cover two, cover three, cover four, and cover six. These are five different coverages, and of each, the Bengals ran each of these over 100 plays throughout the season. Talk about adaptability for a unit. Doesn't matter who they were facing, they could adapt. And again, maybe they were not the most efficient. Maybe they were not in the top five. But just like we saw last weekend, no, two weekends ago because of the Pro Bowl in the AFC Championship game, they were able to adapt. That Titans game in the divisional round in which, you know, they shocked the NFL maybe by advancing after Joe Burrow was sacked nine times. That also happened because they had three interceptions and they held the Titans to one for eight on third down. So that would be my answers. That, that would be my answer. Matt Owen with an original one, and I like it. Also, their uniforms don't add me. Ooh, their uniforms are fire. They really are. And I love the idea that they're going to wear black uniforms in the Super Bowl. I think this will happen, by the way, because of a rule, if I'm not mistaken. I That was me doing headline reading, which is something that I don't like doing. But I was scrolling past some articles and I saw a headline that why the Bengals are going to wear their black jerseys. And I don't know if that was because something actually happened. Uh, I do like Zach Taylor as a coach, says Burner account. It's crazy to think that patience, and I don't say this because of McCarthy. Trust me, I don't. Let's forget about that for a moment. This is not me making a case for, for McCarthy. But patience has paid off for some teams that were in that championship weekend. Zach Taylor, no one would have maybe hated the idea of firing Zach Taylor before the beginning of the 2021 season. Maybe the same could go 
not not really with with Cal Shanahan because you know he was in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. But Zach Taylor could be the example of that. Mo, are we sure that Garrett had enough time as the head coach? His partner account. Run it back. <laughs> let's see if it is different this time around. Uh, let's see. Just got here since Dallas Junk. My dream free agent is Jesse Bates, but the Bengals probably bring him back. Plus, we don't usually give out big money in free agency. Actually, Dallas Junk, you are spot on. Even though you are late, we sort of had that discussion, and we agree with you, most of us here in the primetime community. All right, before we get out of here, guys, just ask every Wednesday night, what is your one cool thing of the week? This can be anything. It can be NFL-related, Super Bowl-related, something personal, something from work. Whatever you want to share on this space, this is the moment to do so. What is your one cool thing of the week? Shout out to Matt Owen, by the way, because not that long ago, his tweet about the Dak Prescott t-shirt and his son was our one cool thing of the week here on primetime. I thought that was amazing. So what is your one cool thing of the week? To me, it is easy to choose this weekend or, or this week. I could go with anything Super Bowl related, but instead to do something different, I will go with the Winter Olympics. I'm excited about the Winter Olympics. There's a Mexican ice skater, Donovan Carrillo, who is doing a great job. And maybe, I don't know if he will be in the running for medals, but he's quite young. His career is just beginning, and I love following this guy. He has been amazing, and it's always cool to watch to watch the Winter Olympics and the Summer Olympics as well. WrestleMania, WrestleMania is going to be in Dallas, says Joseph Logan. That is one cool thing. I, I know some people on ADC Sports Dallas were excited about that as well. Uh, Matt Owen, I got to join the SB Media Virtual Interview today and ask Cheeto a question. Pretty cool. Hey, congratulations to Matt Owen. I cannot even imagine what you felt like in that moment. It's always so fun to watch Super Bowl Media Week and all of the people that get a chance at doing stuff like this. So congratulations to Matt Owen. That's awesome. Well, says Martin, I'm on vacation and I'm not looking forward to returning to work. Hey, enjoy it. Make the most out of it. Kenneth Fraser says that I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl with my stepbrother. Kenneth, enjoy that as well. Ryan Doyle, knowing that I'm going to be eating 40 garlic parmesan wings on Super Bowl Sunday. Let's get this going. Do you guys like garlic parmesan wings? I want to know your thoughts in the chat right now because this is a controversial topic of conversation. <laughs> I even straightened up. Did you, did you guys notice that? Like I got excited about this conversation because I love garlic parmesan wings. Shout out to Ryan. <laughs> 40 garlic parmesan wings on Super Bowl Sunday. The Cleveland Caps landed Curry's Levert. Hashtag let him know. Says burner account. Uh, City Mac says, oh, City Mac is just straight up changing his username, changing his profile picture, and just disguising around the YouTube chat section. <laughs> I got to Polkla yesterday and then didn't move for a few hours. LOL. That is definitely. A one cool thing of the week. Hell yeah, Moses Ryan Doyle. Uh, Matt Owen says, not for me. 
just lemon pepper barbecue or hot lol lemon pepper are also great great buffalo great wings excuse me so i like barbecue but when i want to eat something barbecue related i usually don't do it via wings slash boneless but i do like barbecue a lot uh let's see hell yes steam hall yes yes garlic parmesan all right all right i i thought that there was going to be more controversy around here oh dallas junk i'm going to vegas soon for my second time sadly i can't hit up the casinos yet oh hey at least go go watch penn and teller's magic show i know that makes me sound like a nerd maybe but i do love magic tricks and penn and teller's show is amazing uh matteo you ever try lemon paper and cheese on fries <laughs> all right we got a full-on boneless wings uh discussion going on on facebook and on youtube at the same time martin says boneless wings are chicken nuggets change my mind and then burner account says mo do you like traditional or boneless so this is the final answer that i will provide and then i will get out of here because when I give my answer, some of you will cancel me. <laughs> my answer to if I like traditional or boneless, I'd like boneless better. Not only that, but I will double down. Boneless are 100% the way to go. And eating wings the old-fashioned way is just denying the future and denying the technology that we have to get to boneless wings on today's world. It's like deciding not to use a fork <laughs> because you want to just eat with your hand or something like that. So before you cancel me, <laughs> I'm going to drop a bump and run as Matt Owen just said. Hit the like button. Do not cancel me. I will see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central. Guys, I'm your primetime host, Mauricio Rodriguez. I really appreciate you joining the show and tuning into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. We're doing this every night, and I will see you tomorrow to talk more about Super Bowl 56. Maybe we'll have some picks. Maybe we'll have some betting props. We'll see. <laughs> Burner accounts. I'm so disappointed. City Mac, thank you. ADCSports.com slash Dallas. Check out the, your favorite Cowboys articles, Mavericks articles, and all of that. Thank you, guys, and I will see you tomorrow night. <laughs> Enjoy your Wednesday night.